0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic make two changes as they get ready to take on Cluj in Champions League qualifying It's Michelin in Denmark for Rangers tomorrow Will they be getting advice from their own Dane? And Partick Thistle say they are disappointed to lose lottery winner Colin Weir's funding I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Mark Weary Yep, a massive one tonight, Gordon Celtic in Romania for the third round of the Champions League qualification Rangers and Aberdeen play tomorrow And of course the transfer window slams Shut tomorrow night down south Will Kieran Tierney make that move to Arsenal And will any English teams Make any concrete bids for Alfredo Morelos We'll know within the next 24 hours Yeah I mean I think it's always the time of the year um, they, Obviously they, they, they make it uh, such a big event Particularly down south But generally because the amount of money That gets thrown about down there It's high water at times Gordon um, but for for Scottish clubs, I think uh, you know European competition get into the the group stages would be brilliant. We've still got three teams in the running. We should have four, uh, as, we, as we heard last year. Some command uh, sorry last week, Commandant fans uh, went on the journey anyway. But uh, let's hope for the three Scottish clubs that can uh, get good positive results this uh, tonight and tomorrow. It's one of those footballing cliches that get thrown about, you know, about starting the season well, Mark Guidi. But for our European teams, especially, you really cannot. Avoid it Because you've got Celtic and Rangers You know All eyes on them there At the weekend They could learn Their European fate In the next couple of weeks They could be Out of the League Cup By, by next weekend as yeah, well So yeah. it, it is vital It's not just something That people say Your season Can Almost be in tatters By I don't know The middle of September yeah, uh, You know The first six weeks Of the season For our European clubs um, are, are the biggest Weeks of the season You know Right from From mid-July to the end of August Then you get into the, the international break It can make a break Managers' budgets It can make a break The the mentality The feel-good factor All sorts of different things For Europe For money I mean, Don't forget Celtic 25 million quid riding On the next two or three weeks For Celtic And for Aberdeen and Rangers It's something like In between 8 and 12 million pounds um, For them that come into their coffers if they're successful in European qualification the next two or three weeks and like you say you've got the League Cup going on and all sorts of things as well so yeah we're not over-egging it it is an absolutely massive period Okay we're going to look ahead to this week's big European qualifiers and anything else that's on your mind let's hear from you now 0141-951-1025 big games tonight for Celtic that's where we'll kick off and of course Rangers and Aberdeen in action tomorrow as well so get your call in or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Celtic make a couple of changes I'll read the team And you can tell us your reaction So it's Bain in goal A back four of El Hamed Samunovic Ayer And Bolingoli Holding midfielders Scott Brown Callum McGregor Then it's James Forrest Ryan Christie And Lewis Morgan In behind Odson Edward on the bench Gordon Julian Beaton Hayes Cham Shved And Griffiths I think the obvious surprise, if you can call it that, Jim, has mm. has to be Lewis Morgan. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I know he's played, um, you know, in a, in a couple of games, um, you know, uh, in either pre-season or the early, uh, the early matches that Celtic have been involved in. But uh, still, I think a bit of a surprise. I didn't see Mikey Johnson's name. Was it, is he injured? He's, Do we know if he's well, injured? That's what I was going to say. That that has to be yeah. the the assumption um, because he was he was very good at the weekend, wasn't he? And Scott Sinclair, I think, is another one that's not in the squad. So I think that uh, yeah, I mean, it just one it does show you the strength and depth of Celtic squad, 
Um, you know, and you know they've got a seven million pound centre back sitting on the bench. Um, Craig Gordon, who a lot of people thought might have been, you know, the number one choice. Um, you know, getting a wee nod last week, but uh, Scott Bain back in again. Listen, Celtic are full of confidence. I've started the season very well. Obviously, at the weekend they were absolutely exceptional, albeit um, you know St Johnson were poor. So they get into this game full of confidence, full of belief. And uh, you know it will be a tougher match than they've probably played so far. It'll probably be a step up, but nevertheless they're going to it in really good form and really good uh, mentally. I think. Who's who's partner on Simonovic? Sorry, Gordon, I just Ayers at the back. Ayer. And you mentioned Scott Sinclair not in the not in the squad. No. Well, I think that points towards Scott Sinclair. All going looking towards being away before the close of the window tomorrow night. That would be my guess on that. There's a good starting point for you then. Celtics eleven for this evening. Quite simply, what do you make of it? Are you happy? Are you not happy? Have you got someone else in mind that you would have had in? What do you make of the omissions? You tell us. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's hear from you uh, just now, Mark Greedy. Like I say, you, you can't always make assumptions in football, but Mikey Johnson was pretty good at the weekend. Yeah. There maybe was a thought that that. Neil Lennon would want to go a bit more defensively, but but still that putting Lewis Morgan in and having Mikey Johnson not in the squad that looks yeah. like it's an injury, doesn't it? It must be, yeah, it, it must be. He'd certainly be involved um, in some shape or form. Lewis Morgan, I was impressed with him. Um, I think he came off the bench in Sarajevo. Um, Gordon, I thought he performed well up and down the left hand side. Puts over a lovely ball. Ryan Christie in great form. Brian McGregor, you know what you're getting. Two set of halves played together many times. I'm just the, the test is going to be the fullbacks. Are they up to it? Is El Hamid better than um, Lustig and is Bolingoli better than Tierney now? The greatest fellow in the world and the greatest respect. I don't expect Bolingoli and the early evidence is he's nowhere near the level of Kieran Tierney. El Hamid may well be uh, with Lustig, but that's the gamble, if you want to call it that, that's been taken, or the biggest gamble that's been taken by the club when they come up against quality opposition. Are their fullbacks up to it? 0141 Ian is a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of that starting 11, Ian? Well, um, unbelievable. It's a cracking, I think it's a great lineup. Uh, evening, Gordon. Good evening, Jim. And good evening, Mark. Uh, and you were just talking about Mikey Johnson. He's hit the nail on the head. The boy's injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a straight swap, Lewis Morgan, for Mikey Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Chavez, a straight swap for Scott Sinclair. Gordon, do you be a favour? Can name up bench again? Because I think you only mentioned six players. Gordon, Julian, Beaton, Hayes, Cham, Shved, Griffiths. Right, aye, because it was only, see when, see when I, get a, I get a team about half five, 20 to six, uh, through Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's only six on the bench. So the, ah, right, well, the, there you go. That's you, that's you put right. Gordon, yeah. Julian, Beaton, Hayes, Cham, Shved, Griffiths. Are you, are you pleased with the overall strength and depth then, Ian? Is that, is that a bench that fills oh, you with definitely. confidence? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I say, Mark and Jim are looking looking in it as well. Uh, there's there's another couple of signings still to come in. Uh, I don't think we're finished yet. I mean, I was at a game in I was at a game in Saturday, Gordon. Um, okay, St. Johnson never get a a chance to breathe. Um, it was all out attack, and it could have easily been double figures if it wasn't for was it Xander Clark, Xander the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, Jim, the saves that the boy made were out of this world. All right, he won it. He lost for yeah, second yeah, goal. Yeah. I think he kind of parried it in it, mm-hmm. but he'd need chance with the other six. I mean, it was worldies uh, that Ryan Christie scored two goals, and Griffiths was out of this world as well. But going to the the night, um, I think 
That's an attacking team I've got out tonight. Jim, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think it is. I mean, obviously, I think uh, he's, he's got a system now, which I think he likes to play with the four-two-three-one. Um, he likes width in his team and Neil Lennon he, he always has and I think that it gives him pace on the counter attack so it doesn't necessarily have to be all at attack I think what that does is say to Celtic uh, say to Clues listen if you want to come towards us a little bit fine but we know that if we spring mm. from the midfield with Christie um, Forrest Morgan and Edward then they've got real pace on the attack two full backs are good going forward as well on the attack any away game, I think, in Europe's always going to be tricky. You know, you've got to make sure that um, you know you don't you don't um, overboard about it. Um, as, as I said, it's a strange one because it's still early early part of the season for both clubs, so you're not quite sure what level clues you're at. People are going on about a couple of years ago when the Champions League and that, but we just don't know exactly where they are in terms of quality. Um, but we can we can only talk about Celtic just now, and, and, and in a couple of games so far. They look very impressive. Uh, one of the supposed plus points for Neil Lennon, Mark, was that he is meant to display a greater pragmatism in Europe than Brendan Rodgers ever did or, or ever could. Um, the, in terms of the f- formation, it sort of looks similar to, to what to what they did at the weekend. Is it is that a sign that those changes, those radical differences in Europe, are they saved for a more difficult opponent than Cluj? It, well, I think my uh, going back to the days of Brendan Rodgers, my biggest criticism of of Brendan Rodgers was that um, too much messing about in 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 Europe. You know, it was um, you know you want to see defenders defending with their lives, and I don't think there was enough emphasis put in that with Celtic. You know, sometimes Rose edit. You know, nobody's ever scored for the stand, as the old saying goes. And every now and again, I think Celtic needed to do that. Yeah, it's no pretty, and you want to be perfect, but when your backs are to the walls. Boot out the pitch Get yourself back into shape Give yourself a bit of Breathing space And Brendan Rodgers Never allowed that That was a, a criticism uh, Of mine And it really Actually annoyed me um, With Neil Lennon He's more cut From the Martin O'Neill cloth As in Make sure that guy Doesn't score And if you need to Boot it out the pitch Boot it out the pitch So yeah He'll attack He's not like going to sit back And invite them onto him But When they need to defend And we want to call it Old fashioned defending then mm. he will tell his players to do that before they take a gamble. Ian? Yeah. Uh, I, Mark, uh, well said there. But I've, uh, I wanted to a wee, a wee one up with you for last year. A wee take on, if you remember, uh, talking about Ryan Christie. Gordon Dale spoke about him. They, they didn't think he was going to be the, the finished article for Celtic. I think he's the main man now, uh, Gordon. Um, the boys hurt the ground running. Uh, I don't know if it was two loan spells. He had with Aberdeen, Mark. Um, yeah, I can't remember him. Yeah, it, it might have, it might have been. I, I know think he went, was. I know yeah. he was up there, but it might have been too. Yeah. But he's come back now. He's put a bit of beef on. He's. I think he's got everything. I think that's a number ten that Celtic has been missing. Mm-hmm. I think he'll kick on. I, I think he could finish by twenty plus this year. It's certainly quite the transformation Whatever way you look at it And it, it's not been overnight Because we know it was that day At Murrayfield wasn't yeah. it When he came in against Hearts um, I'm, I'm just looking back You know at, at This round of fixtures or, or say You know last season for instance When Celtic played AEK Athens if, if you think back to that It doesn't seem like a long time ago There was no place um, for, for Ryan Christie Forgive me I can't remember If he was injured or not But he didn't feature at all yeah. And now he's the main man He wouldn't have batted an island At his absence mm-hmm. You know back, back then You see the Murrayfield game Was a turning point and um, you know, I think you, you would put my head at Rogic now. Rogic is a terrific player, very clever, 
um, footballer but you know if you take even his performance in the cup final he was almost anonymous so I think Ryan Christie's grabbed it by the scruff of the neck um, and shown what a top player he is and I've, I've, when the producer Andy asked me to name my player of the year on Saturday afternoon we were on the phone and I was getting a few candidates going through I said oh, you know let's go for uh, let's go for Ryan Christie and then I think a couple of the boys um, I've chosen Ryan Christie albeit you know we're, we're 40 games ahead of ourselves but it just shows that certainly the esteem that he's now held in Don't start Jim Duffy in predictions we'll maybe get to that a bit later on <laughs> we we'll better get to that a bit <laughs> later on <laughs> We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, Celtic supporter is on Twitter he says Julian on the bench again what's happening here that Jim surely is just about familiarity at this stage rather than, than throwing a new signing in I don't know if it's familiarity. My guess is Matt Sharpness. He, he, he's, you know, he's maybe not going to pitch him in uh, to a, a European tie, which is still very, very important uh, at this stage. If he doesn't believe he's he's up to maybe the levels of fitness and sharpness, and just being accustomed to the style of football that uh, not not just Neil Lennon wants to play, but Scottish football in general. So yeah, I, I mean, listen, you've invested very heavily in Julian, so you know you expect him to be to become a regular part of the team. But listen, it's all about competition. Simonovic and Aya have done really well, um, you know. So sometimes if these guys are not doing anything wrong, Celtic are not losing many goals. So why would you want to change? Even if you have got a top class player, and sometimes you just have to wait. Just a, a little bit going back to, to Ryan Christie. Um, I, I don't know. Not not that the fact is that uh, I'm I'm saying I, I knew well in advance. But when he was at Aberdeen uh, on loan, I actually done a bit. Uh, I, I call him must be a good year and a half ago, and he's saying that that could be the number ten that Celtic need because he was he was so good. So I think with a kind of caller on the other night there praising Aberdeen, and I think it it shows you if you go out with the right mentality on loan, if you go there to improve your game. Mm-hmm. And you know, say yourself, I'm ready to go and compete. But whatever you go back to your parent club, then going and loan can be a really good move. And I think Derek McInnes and Aberdeen and the, and the style of play that he played allowed uh, Ryan Christie to flourish and gain confidence. He needed that break that day against. Uh, I mean, he, uh, against the Hearts. You know, that that was something that fell into his path a little bit. And something he injured as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, you know, t- take nothing away from the fact is he went to Aberdeen and he's worked so hard, and now he's an integral part of Celtic's uh, you know f- philosophy and football style going forward. We're going to speak to Steve, a Celtic fan, very soon. But just before that, we, we didn't quite get the chance to send Mark Weedy or Jim Duffy to Romania to do some scouting. But don't worry, we've got you the inside track because former Scotland international uh, Hibbs and Dundee United midfielder Scott Robertson he played oh over in Romania, and he does believe Celtic will have enough to see off Cluj in Champions League qualifying. He says he was overly impressed with the style of play in Romania my experience personally of the Romanian football was a bad one I um, personally struggled to to adapt to the culture the football aspects of what was required the, the manager went against everything that I'd learned in, in the game from watching the team that we played with the standard wasn't probably as, as good as what Celtic are used to playing in European football but looking at Celtic I'd imagine they would have too much for most Romanian teams. It will be a tougher test than maybe games have come up against already, but mm. in terms of um, the standard of Romanian football, there isn't anything miles above Scottish football, I would say. And in fact, for me, it's a, it's a much better football game, football entertainment in Scotland than it is in Romania. I felt like it was, it was almost individuals playing games. I didn't feel very team-orientated. Even the, even the best teams, this was watching them play against my own team. I didn't feel like teams playing, it just felt like individuals going out and playing for themselves. And obviously, the way Celtic play, the backing they get, there's um, such a sort of togetherness with, with Celtic. So, saying that, Cluj, they are one of the top teams in Romania, with a keen support that 
that may cause Celtic problems, but obviously Celtic are, are well equipped to deal with all the different obstacles that come up in, in European football. Now we know this time of the year you can be away on your holidays But sometimes you've just got to take Clyde One Super Scoreboard with you Steve is in Egypt of all places He's given us a call tonight Steve, what's on your mind? Hi, how you doing guys? How are you all back in uh, Glasgow there? Yeah, we're we're Hi, fine Steve. Steve We're enjoying, we're basking Hi. in the sunshine <laughs> Aye, it's, well it's starting to get a bit dark now But it's only about 35 degrees just oh, now right, So Steve. it's starting to cool a wee bit <laughs> Rub it in, why don't you? <laughs> anyway, guys, back to the, the main thing is the uh, Celtic. Um, my point is, with that boy Scott for Aberdeen, know, like putting his transfer request, and we did try and get him uh, earlier on. Do you not think it'd be a good idea to put a good offer in for him, try and get him into the squad? I know that he's played in Aberdeen's European game and that, so I don't know if that would affect us until we get into the Champions League game. Uh, Stages. What do these guys think? Do you think we'll go for him? Because I'm sure we're going to get some more money when uh, Sinclair leaves over the next day or so. Scott McKenna, what do you think? I would um, bear in mind that Celtic have paid around seven million quid for Julian, uh, unless you know somebody's coming to buy Ayer or, or, or Simunovic. I can't see Celtic, and I think it would take an absolute minimum of four million quid to get Scott McKenna. I can't see Celtic then splashing that out eleven million pound and, and two central and defenders. And in the in same an window. ideal world for Aberdeen, you're, you're talking even more than that, aren't you? Yeah, but I take your but point certainly, about minimum. Certainly minimum for the only way I could see it happening. I mean, he is a quality player. Celtic do like him. Um, would be if Celtic could soften the financial outlay by sending a couple of players. Uh, to Aberdeen You know who that would be Off the top of my head I don't know You know What's happening to Johnny oh, wow. Hayes You know people like that um, You know Maybe But um, I'd be surprised If it happened And I would be surprised If Scott McKenna Is away from Aberdeen Before the window closes Down south tomorrow night Can I come back in there guys? Of course you can uh, There was a no talk though That I could maybe Go to uh, Leicester City It was a no talk A few days ago that Brendan Rogers was thinking about maybe bringing him in as a like a future project for him type of thing. And if that was the case, that would then open the door up for another centre half that we could be doing with. Yeah, but they can, they can wait to see if that is the case because the English transfer window closes tomorrow night. Yeah. So therefore, if that happens, then Celtic have got another couple of weeks to negotiate a deal, um, whether it's with Aberdeen or anyone else. Celtic can bring a player in from anywhere because the Scottish transfer window is still open. But I don't think that they'll go and, you know, gamble on bringing another player in. I think that we spoke earlier on tonight about their squad strength. You know, this is a, a, a team tonight and a, and a substitutes bench without the likes of Rogic, Mikey Johnson, Scott Sinclair. So I think bringing another, you know, couple of players in, I think they have to move one or two out first. Kieran Tierney, if he stays. Yeah, yeah Kieran <laughs> Tierney, of course. I mean, so therefore, I, I think that uh, I, I can't see him with Matt. I can't see them going back in for Scott McKenna at the moment because I just think they're top heavy Celtic. Given the way these things work, and we know it's, you know, 2019 instant communication and all the rest of it, can Scott McKenna still. Get a move to England Do you think I mean he's in He's in Croatia at the moment mm-hmm. It looks like he's going to play For Aberdeen against Rijeka tomorrow is, is there still a way of Somehow getting that done I mean that That window will be closed By this time tomorrow Yeah very easily yeah. I mean if, if, if there's any interest From any party They could have already Contacted his agent Already had the deal done For, for him personally His his personal terms Could well have been agreed Now we know it's not Supposed to happen And uh, you know Supposed to do all these things But in the real world That happens 
Uh, and then it's just a case of whether Aberdeen would accept the fee for him, and, and that can be negotiated within a very short period of time. Really, I mean, if 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 for talkers at Aberdeen say want six million and they're offering somewhere about three, three and a half, then any negotiation in between, then and you put add-ons, percentage of knock-on, yeah, it can be done within a couple of hours um, nowadays because the personal terms. I'm pretty sure mm. would have been. You'll very likely see a very good idea of what you can get. Steve, enjoy the rest of the holiday. I'm gone, dear. I'm just waiting for daughter to get ready. Then we're heading down for a wee bite to eat and enjoy the the night time eat. Good man, enjoy the nighttime yeah, entertainment yeah. there in Egypt. Was Steve in Egypt mm-hmm. of all places. Thank you very much. More of your calls: oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. And we're going to look ahead to Rangers against Mitchelland and hear from Peter Lovenkrantz next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi here with me, Gordon Duncan. Give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB looking ahead to Celtic's game in Romania, which kicks off in about half an hour's time. And big games down the line for Rangers and Aberdeen tomorrow. We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Joe's been on. He says it's a strong lineup. Hopefully, can do the business over there. Very strong bench as well. Um, on the subject of Scott McKenna, Matthew Elric's an Aberdeen fan. He says Mark Guidi says minimum four million for McKenna. Double that, and then we'll talk. And finally Mick is on Very attacking lineup. On another note Heard Dan Petrescu's comments from yesterday Believe no manager in our country Would ever get away with such negativity Confident we can pick up a result tonight Was that just early season mind games Going into overdrive Jim Duffy Did you see this? I'm saying yeah. it would be a miracle, miracle If they were yeah. to beat Celtic Yeah I mean, it's just nonsense But <laughs> listen You know if you, I, don't, I never know why quite people bother about things like that I mean managers will say things all the time they're just trying to get, you know, a little bit of a, an insight into maybe the opposition's um, head, trying to uh, throw a few spanning works and just, and also from their own players' point of view, sometimes it gets them fired up. It's almost to prove to them, hey, this team's think they're a bit better than you, so let's go and prove a point. So sometimes it's just to get his own, and maybe just uh, for the fans over there as well, the, the Romanian fans at Cluj, maybe just trying to say to them, listen, if he won this, what a job I've done. So it maybe helps his, um, you know, kind of reputation a little bit as well. 0141 Rangers fans, let's hear from you. A massive game in Denmark tomorrow night. What do you make of it? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? Are you uh, confident? Or are you feeling a bit pessimistic about your team's chances? You tell us on the lines or on Twitter. At Clyde SSB Peter Lovenkrantz Rangers have got their own Danish expert mm-hmm. in there of course He says it won't be an easy ride um, But still expects Rangers to make it Into the playoff round The former Denmark international reckons It'll be one of the toughest qualifying tests That Rangers have faced Since Steven Gerrard came to the club Midtjylland is a really good side And it's not like a team who's been Lucky to qualify for Europe Or maybe in that way for one season or so They've literally for the last Five, six, seven seasons Been fighting with FC Copenhagen And Bromby at times But more FC Copenhagen for the league title They won the league two years ago they won it again before that as well. It's a really, really good team and it's a really tough task, the task for, for Rangers, but a really good one. I think Rangers will go through, in my own opinion, but it's not going to be easy at all. It's not going to be a thing is you think you'll just be walked through or whatever. Um, they're a really good side and they're going to put a good test us. How does the sort of style of the, the Danish top division compare to, to Scotland? It's quite similar, you know, the same amount of teams type of thing in as well. You got the Celtic and Rangers, who's kind of been dominant, but oh, and Aberdeen of late, of late as well. But we have the same in Denmark. We got FC Copenhagen, Midtjylland now, and then you know, Brøndby now and again falling in. Who's a big club as well? They three teams are the kind of bigger ones, um, with the support wise to have as well. We get support, but um, it's very, very similar. 
a lot of people probably over here don't think about it in that way because it's oh, it's Scandinavia, it's Denmark, they don't really know, but they're supported really well in that way with the money side of it as well. So that is a lot of money over there as well with these things. It's a small country, but they're doing really well. The three, four biggest teams, they're always kind of doing well in Europe and getting a V run now and again and, and doing well. So it's, uh, it's going to be really, really interesting. Rangers fans, what do you think of that test that lies ahead? 0141 951 1025. Jim Duffy, Mitchell and are set piece kings. They put more focus on it than, than most teams. In fact, I think their conversion rate from set pieces is the best or one of the best in Europe, yeah. an aerial bombardment, so to speak. How much will that play into Steven Gerrard's thoughts when it comes to personnel, first and foremost, and then any other type of Tactic or strategy That he can he can go for I don't think it'll matter Too much with personnel I think that um, Steven Gerrard Will pick the Rangers team He feels Is the best team Equipped to go And win the game And by that I mean that You know the way Rangers want to play But he mentioned himself At the weekend That he was annoyed Not so much The fact is that Rangers lost the goal From you know Someone maybe sleeping At the back post The fact that they Gave away a cheap free kick And he mentioned that A couple of times In interviews Didn't give away s- Silly free kicks so I think that's the emphasis he'll be telling these players, listen, when you're up against a team who work very hard in set plays, who have a bit of physicality about them, where it's long throws, free kicks, then don't you know, barge into the back of them. You know, Stand around them. Ask them to go and play football because that's not their strength. Their strength is getting the ball into the box. Uh, and, and as I say, because these things can be worked on a daily basis. So I think that'll be the thing. It'll be discipline for Rangers. And when I say discipline, I mean discipline into not allowing cheap free kicks mm. around about the box, not giving away unnecessary corners or just booting the ball away and throwing situations where they can load the box. So I think there'll be more of that. And then if Rangers can get the ball down and play. But they ha- they've got a bigger team this year. I mean, Rebo and Ojo and, you know, obviously the other centre-packs, Perny, he, he has... There's, you know, even Ryan Jack is good competitor, so you know they have enough there if uh, if it has to become physical. But uh, I think um, you know it's a difficult one again for Rangers, similar to to Celtic. I think you go, you know you're playing a team who you know I think you know are, are better than you know a number of teams that, that Rangers could have got. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers fans, which centre back pairing is best equipped to deal with that threat? Then oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Uh, Mark Guidi Mitchell and like I say very specific in what they do they've got one of the, the, the modern um, job roles in football they've got the, the old throw in coach you know yeah, who comes yeah. up with all sorts of different things is it as simple as saying well you know Katic and Goldson had the jerseys at the weekend well, certainly one of Katic's strengths is, is defending in the air would you expect those two to get the nod? I, w- I would think so but um, you know it, d- it depends really what, what the strengths are they might decide to go Three big centre backs. I mean, you just don't know. You could throw in um, Edmondson, um, you know. So, listen, and, and there's other options as well. So that could be something they might do. It'll take into account what they could do because ideally, you, you want to avoid defeat. And if you can nick a, you know, one 0 one or even a, a one each or something like that, you'd be absolutely delighted. What you don't want to do is lose two zero uh, or something like that. And going by Peter Lovincrans interview there with Andrew, um, certainly Peter Lovincrans without wanting to probably talk them up too much. You can tell there. With what he said and how he said it mm. That he genuinely believes it's a real tall order for Rangers to get through this tie Jeffrey's a Rangers fan on the line Jeffrey, which centre-back pairing would you pick? Who's going to be the best at dealing with this threat? Well, I think centre-back threat should be alright It's the left ha- the left side of the defence okay. that we need to worry about um, I've got two points I want to make But I'll, we'll concentrate on this first um, I watched the game on Sunday Briefly, um, I'll not go into the bad details, but to blame Morales, who's a striker, to 
come back for a free kick or was it a corner? Um, I don't think he should have been where he was. It should have been somebody else covering the, the back post. But apart from that, I think the way we came back was as good as I've ever seen at the beginning of the season. Um, we need to score an away goal because I think we're going to find it tough in Denmark. It's, as you've been saying, that Danish teams are not the easiest to, to break, um, especially when they're playing at home. We need to get an away goal. Um, if we get an away goal, I think we're a good chance at Ibrox next week. Um, can I make one uh, another point? Yeah, let's do that, that first. What do you make of, of Jeffrey's assessment of the weekend and how that goes into the, the week, the, the midweek game, I should say? Listen, if you won the game, whether it's the 91st minute or whatever, you know, you're absolutely delighted, particularly in a notoriously difficult place for Rangers to get a result. So I think that, that I think that is something that you've got to be happy with. As far as Morelos going back and defending, well, that's his job. If the manager has given them that responsibility, they've worked on it, your job is to map round the back, Stephen O'Donnell, whoever it happens to be, then <laughs> that's his job. So he didn't do his job. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's a centre forward, the what position he's, he's asked to go back and they've obviously he knows his his job and he's he's lost concentration and allowed um Commander to score. But Rangers showed a good, terrific response in getting it. You do need a bit of good fortune when you score. It doesn't matter who you are if you score late goals. But the one thing that Rangers didn't do was feel sorry for themselves. They rolled their sleeves up, they went at Kilmarnock again and they managed to get a terrific three mm. points. So I think again that shows you that, that, that you know that, that belief is there and that they're determined to try and win games even if they have the, the stuff and knocked out them a little bit. Um, so yeah, you know, I think that's fine and I think that as I said the Rangers I think will go into the game you know, and feeling a lot better about themselves than they would have if they'd have dropped two points, that's for sure. Jeffrey, what was your other point? Right, I want to give you Radio Clyde a challenge. I follow junior I follow junior football. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not sure if you're aware in the early days of Radio Clyde um, Radio Clyde used to cover some junior football matches. Um, I was at Pollock at the weekend against Beef. We won we won two 0 Um and I miss actually Radio Clyde giving reports about the junior game. Would it be possible for you or the company to maybe come back to junior football um, so we can get the results? Because I'm sure a lot of people follow junior football uh, and also want to know the results as well. I think I mean, it's a fair suggestion. We like the juniors. We had our, our junior night, didn't we, in, in January during the winter break? I'll tell you what, Jeffrey, hand the CV in. You can become the, the new junior correspondent. We'll see what we can do. That was Jeffrey uh, in Giffnock, 01419511025 on the phones. Let's speak to Joe, who's also a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld. Hi, Joe. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hi, Joe. What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow then? So, it was just when you were talking about the two centre-backs partnership, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think based on what we know, we've got four central defenders, two of which we've seen quite a lot of, two of which we've seen very minimal, if, if anything, really. And the two, obviously, Kattich and Goldson would be the initial starters, but I think that Kattich is probably the most dominant and most successful in the air, but also the most rash and likely to give away a foul. So it's the kind of risk-reward trade-off that you've got between the aerial competency based with it, but also the fact that he can give away a foul. But I really like him as a player and I hope he has a good season and because I'm the player that I think he can be. But there's still that aspect of his game that in certain situations he just 
seems a wee bit naive and a wee bit rash to get to the tackle and can be a bit handy, so it's just a trade-off. Yeah, I, I would think... I hear what you're saying about Katic. Um, there's also Halander that can be used um, as well. And the other reports that maybe that, that, that Edmondson out of the two centre halves has shown up uh, the more positive uh, in the early stages. That's the kind of word from um, from inside. So there's, as you say, there's plenty of options. Um, Joe Katic was part of a winning team uh, on Saturday, along uh, Sunday rather, alongside Goldson. But I think it's at the moment we could take it. It's it's Goldson and one other. And it's up to the other three, Katic, Yolanda and Edmondson, to, to show Stephen Gerrard who's who's best. But bearing in mind what I've been told about the strengths of Mitterland, then who's to say he won't go three centre-halves, three big fellas at the back? What do you make, Jim, of, of Joe's assessment? Mm. He, it's you know, quite detailed where he thinks Katic is definitely the best in the air, but also perhaps the most, I think, rash was the word he used. Yeah, I think he's got a, a valid point in there. I, I wouldn't use the term rash, but he's, he's, a, he's a little bit uh, in a hurry sometimes to win the ball. Sometimes a little bit over keen. And, uh, you know, again, that can, don't you, you know, learning the game, just knowing when to try and win the ball. Sometimes you've got to let the, the opposition have it and just make sure he's not in a threatening position. But last season, uh, both Katic and Golson started very well in the Europa League qualifiers. I mean, they looked a terrific partnership. And then Katic made a couple of errors and he just looked as if his confidence went quite quickly. It seeped away quite quickly. Even during games, he made a couple of errors and you think, oh, he just looks very nervous. Yeah, Hamilton away was the one, yeah. wasn't it? That, and, uh, and I think that that's something, again, has he learned from it? He's a year further down the line, so hopefully he has. But for me, the, the surprising one is Holander. I think they don't pay over about £3 million. Pounds. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, if a Scottish club, regardless of who it is, pays over £3 million pounds for a... For a, a defender, generally speaking, you would think he's he's going to be number one in there because of investors are heavily. So, and Stephen Gerrard said before, you know, and and round about saying him, he's left sided, he's tall, he's powerful, he's aggressive. So again, you would imagine that he's brought him in for these type of games. But similar, we said about Julian at Celtic. Is he ready? Right time, is, yeah. is he ready? Is he fit up? is he up to speed? All these sort of things. So. I'd be surprised if he if if Katic and goes no play, but like Mark, he may well put in a third centre back, and for me that would probably hurt Hollander because he's left sided. Final word to you, Joe. No, fair point. I, I didn't think about the, the three centre backs, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly uh, the comment on Katic isn't a worry. It's really just a options. Um, so yeah, no, I think we'll be a good game. Good man, thank you very much, Joe in Cumbernauld. Hopefully, speak to you sometime soon. It's oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We're going to take more of your calls next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's Jim Duffy and Mark Greedy are here. Fifteen minutes away from kickoff in Romania, Celtic take on Cluj, looking to move towards the Champions League. We're also looking forward to big games for Rangers and of course Aberdeen in Europe this week as well. On Twitter at Clyde SSB, Stephen McGrath says it will be tricky for Rangers tomorrow as long as we can get away with the tie alive, maybe 1-1 or 2-1 behind. Also, the best centre-back pairing on the night should be Katic and Goldson because they've been there and done it and also know each other more. And what about this tweet from Paul Doherty? Ask, asking the questions that really need to be asked, a, a real insight into modern technology. Paul says, how can some person... I've just changed the word in there um, In Egypt Phone in Clyde One Super Scoreboard Clear as a bell But we Jamesy Fieridri Sound like he's phoned up Using a jobby Says Paul So mm. I, I don't I don't know I don't really know where to Where to go from that one Can you shed any light? 
James nah. from Red Remember nah. was that a call well, I, think I think he's just been hypothetical ah, right, As okay. to sometimes you get the cracked line yes. down the road ah, right, yes. okay. well, I don't know I mean, I, I knock it as far as I go I've never knew that much about a new phone I think that'll be the first time I've ever used that word on, on the radio But there we go uh, 0141951 uh, uh, Jim Duffy this time last week We wheeled you out as the first <laughs> The first <laughs> The first Clyde 1 what Super Scoreboard pundit <laughs> To make their predictions <laughs> for the new season <laughs> The worst of it is we even had a laugh and joke didn't we And we said you know what What can you really base it on You're guessing Throw yeah. it out there You're bound to upset someone And upset someone you did right. uh, Tommy Wright mm. is <laughs> was not impressed mm. It seems by your prediction um, He had a bit of a pop Verged on turning personal mm. What would your response be? I don't know What did he say? I think he said That uh, pundits should be Or part time managers Shouldn't be Given opinion as pundits And maybe that's why They're part time Because they've failed <laughs> elsewhere In the past Well I don't know Maybe they realise It's a, it's a touchy You know what I mean It's just a little bit of fun You know what I mean something, I mean I get people Telling me my job every day And people think What you should do And what you should uh, Who you should sign And all these kind of things you just got to take a pinch of salt but obviously if if, um, if Tommy's a wee bit more sensitive then that's him it's up to him it doesn't really bother me I don't think I'll lose sleep over that's for sure and the funny thing is again Mark we, we joked about how of all the managers you wouldn't want to upset it would probably be Tommy Wright mm-hmm. so I'm hoping at the very least we can get a cash for kids uh, celebrity boxing match out of this I can, actually, I can see it now we've got the Maryhill Mauler against the Belfast Brawler I know who my money would be on but it would be, it would be decent wouldn't it it's all there right? that, that, would be, that, that would be a decent Listen, you can't be Belfast, you can't be Mary Hill. The one thing you can do is put it in the ring because there's rules in there. You, I, can't, I can't fight when there's rules, mate. Anyway, good to see that it's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not affecting you uh, ahead of the new season. 0141 951 in the phones. Twitter is at Clyde SSB. And where are we? About 12 minutes to go until kickoff. We'll keep you up to speed on everything uh, building up to kickoff in that one. We were about to speak to Alec, I thought, on the line, but it uh, doesn't appear. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's going to be happening at the moment. What about the the, the approach for Celtic tonight, then, Jim? The the two legged nature of this when you go away first and home is it is it as simple as the away goal is everything? Or oh, I just think you you know you want to be in a good position to contest the the, the tie when the, you know next match comes up next week. You know you don't want to be you know you know having to really chase the game. So any kind of result, whether it's you know. Even uh, if you can get in front, fantastic. But any result that's close just gives you the opportunity to have patience in the next game. I think that's always important. What you don't want to be doing is kind of panicking into the next game. So for me, that's the same for any team when you go away in Europe. Is make sure that um, you're in a, a positive position. You know, become become the second the second uh, leg of the tie because ultimately it sounds simple, but it is a two leg a, t- a two leg tie. If you can do it, it's done the last time, which is put the game to bed, winning winning comfortably, fantastic. But if not, make sure um, you know in a good position come the second tie. Yeah, I mean, if Celtic can get a score draws, I said earlier about Rangers. If you can, if you can nick a one each, you know, depending on the opposition, you might feel actually that this is a game we can. Go and win uh, as Celtic managed to do in uh, in Sarajevo when they were away from home uh, for the first leg. But looking at the Celtic lineup, and you know, without knowing just about anything about clues other than um, um, Dan Petrescu's kind of wind up and uh, psychological uh, words, I would fancy Celtic to get a result tonight, Gordon, as in not lose the game and mm. come away with a one-one or, or maybe nick a two-one. But over the two legs, I would expect Celtic to go through. Alec is a Motherwell fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Alec? 
Uh, thanks, Glenn, for taking my, my, my call. Uh, it's to do with this this compliance officer mm-hmm. with uh, the two game ban that's been dished out to the Mallow guy. Uh, now, I'll probably get laughed out of court for this, but to me, you know, it takes nine people to referee a game of football. Now, the way I see it is you've got a referee on a Saturday, two linesmen, and a fourth official, and then when the game's finished, well, the game's not actually finished, is it really? It can run for 72 hours to a Monday morning, Tuesday morning, and you've got three ex-referees and a compliance officer. They're running the ruler of the game. And uh, to me, a game finishes at 10 to 5 on a Saturday. That should be the end of it. I mean, I, I just don't see why it's going to run on and everybody's to look at this and everybody's to look at that. To me, they're, they're just wasting the game. OK, let's refresh the story for those who don't know about it. Alec, you're quite right. Motherwell's Jake Carroll has been banned for two games. Now, the the contentious part of this, if you like, is that he was booked at the time. He was booked by the referee uh, for the challenge on Nicky Devlin. So the way we used to see these things, Jim Duffy, yeah. was that the referee had seen it yeah. and therefore you can't take any further yeah. action. What mm-hmm. we learned a good few times last mm-hmm. season is that that's not necessarily the case. If the referee, mm-hmm. when asked, says that he didn't see all of the incident mm-hmm. or didn't see the part of the incident which yeah. would constitute a red card... It can be looked at by the three former mm-hmm. referees And if they unanimously agree That it should have been a red mm-hmm. Then it, it, it goes forward from there And that's that's exactly what's happened It doesn't sit well with a lot of people mm-hmm. um, Alec is one of them What? How do you view it? I just think it's the way it is I mean, fortunately I mean, Alec's probably You know a, a guy that wants to Watch his football And as I say Let the referee on the pitch Make the decision And then go on with it But unfortunately Just that's not the way it is And we have to accept it whether we like it or not that there is a compliance officer that there is the possibility that a yellow may be upgraded to a red that if you see if there's an off the ball incident that the referee hasn't seen but it's been picked up by the cameras again you know if someone punches someone off the ball or elbows someone off the ball or does something you know inflammatory all these sort of things and a lot of people will think, well, that's right, you know, because he did something. Mm. That he, he, you know, I think the the argument comes when the referee sees it, and I think that's perhaps what Alex referring to. That the referee seen the incident, he believed it was a yellow card at the time, and therefore there shouldn't be any more, um, you know, to to do with that. And I I, I kind of like that idea, but it's, it doesn't matter what I think or, or what Alex thinks. It's the rules now, and and obviously once VAR comes in in Scotland, which it probably will do in the next few years. Um, then uh, again they'll, they'll look at it even mm. more so there'll be even more people than Alex is even more than the nine people involved this complex web of madness that we had around the disciplinary situation last season Mark Guidi there are, there are lots of aspects to it but actually I think the one thing that underpins most of the controversy is this question over what a referee sees and what what he doesn't see because actually that's the same if you think back to you know the notices of complaint for some of the other things People are looking at saying, but, but the referee did see it, but did he see it properly? That's yeah. the question, and that is the bit that people are will probably always struggle with. Yeah. There's, a, there's a get out there in terms of how the, the, it goes to get to the situation that it's now reached for, for Jake Carroll. My opinion is, Gordon, that as long as we reach the right decision, we've got to go with it. And if that means it takes an extra 48 hours, then so because we've got to help our referees. Referees, as, as I've said, and it's all kicked off again at the weekend, we're even now getting. The old, the old firm women's game involved in all the madness in week one is that we need to help our refs as best we can because they are going to be in for a hell of a time this season mm. bottom line and yeah. if that means helping them 48 hours after the event then fine I'll go I watched Sky Sports debate programme last night Neil Swabrick was on it, watched it myself, yeah. yeah 
And he's talking about now About VAR The preparation It's going to VAR How the referees welcome They want it mm. Our referees want it They want VAR can't They want it. as much help as they can And they can't mm. afford it Alec on you go uh, well, See I, I get what you're saying right But how much power Does a compliance officer have And what aspects of the game Does the does, Do they take on Just So you play devil's advocate right Just say Celtic Are playing Rangers 89 minutes In the clock a Rangers player or a Celtic player for that matter has a shot, hits the crossbar, comes down. Referee said it's went over the line. That's a goal. That's one nothing to one team. The mm. game finishes. No, so that, two days later, no, it, no, 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 that. look at it. No. And say, no. oh, no, wait a minute, that didn't go over the nah, line. It wouldn't be incidents like that, Alec. Just be sending off offences and, and things along those lines. I suppose the other question for you, Alec, is there's an appeals process there. Motherwell, your club have chosen not to bother. They think it was a red card and they actually think that the right decision has been reached. So does that. Does that not tell you something? No, not really no. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave it there then Thank, for you, thank you very much to Alec uh, Motherwell fan from Motherwell Celtic fast approaching kick-off Which means it's time for this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Beat the Pundit time Your chance to come on here Tackle Jim Duffy or Mark Guidi Show off your superior footballing knowledge And win yourself a signed ball If you fancy taking them on tonight Give us a call right now 01419511025 That's 01419511025 Be quick because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The form team for compensation for more than 40 years Talk to Thompson's.com Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here We are underway in Romania Cluj nil, Celtic nil. Two minutes on the clock We'll keep you right up to speed on anything that happens in that one Let's watch it together Celtic fans, I'm sure you'll be keeping a close eye on it So anything that transpires throughout the game Why not get in touch uh, and see what the guys think of it Before we do that though Let's play Beat the Pundit Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Yes, Beat the Pundit time Either Mark Guidi or Jim Duffy will play The other one will keep a close eye on events in Romania And one of them's taking on Joseph from Barhead How are you tonight, Joseph? Good Now Joseph, just in that one word I detect that you're quite young What age are you? Uh, 13 You're 13 I don't th- Have we ever had a contestant As young on Beat no, the Pundit no. I think Joseph might be the youngest uh, Beat the Pundit con- contestant Brilliant Joseph Well done for coming on And I will love it More than usual If you manage to get one over On Mark Guidi Or Jim Duffy Do you know Do you know your stuff Have you been thinking about Coming on for a while uh, no, nah, I always get them wrong <laughs> Oh, that doesn't bode well, will you? You never know You might be lucky tonight And we'll see how you get on um, I'm looking through the questions Some of them quite tricky, Joseph But let's find out who you're playing against Heads, it's going to be Mark Guidi And Tails, it'll be Jim Duffy And it is Tails It's Jim against Joseph So let me give Jim some Clyde 2 in his ear He's giving me the thumbs up Right, Joseph, it's just you and I You've got 30 seconds against Jim You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit, are you ready? Yes. Right, let's do it. In what decade did Celtic last face a team from Romania in Europe? The 90s. Which trophy did Stephen Whitaker win with Hibs? Uh, the League Cup. What nationality is Rangers winger Eros Gresda? Uh, Croatian. What year did James McCarthy leave Hamilton for Wigan? Uh, pass. At which venue did Wraith Rovers play Bayern Munich in a UEFA Cup tie? Which stadium in Scotland? Uh, 
Pass. No, you've still got time. Just guess a stadium, any stadium. Uh, uh, okay, that's a decent enough guess. Let's bring Jim Duffy back. Uh, Jim Duffy, can you hear us? Yes. You can. Okay, Same yeah. set of questions to you. You ready? Yep. In what decade did Celtic last face a team from Romania in Europe? 90s. Which trophy did Stephen Whitaker win with Hibs? Uh, the Scottish Cup. What nationality is Rangers winger Eros Gresda? Albanian. In what year did James McCarthy leave Hamilton for Wigan? Uh, 2004 At which venue did Wraith Rovers play Bayern Munich in a UEFA Cup tie? For Park How many goals did Brora Rangers score against Aberdeen Colts in the Challenge Cup last night? Uh, six I think Okay How did that feel Joseph? Rubbish Zero right, I think. Ah, let's go through yeah. and find I out. I don't think I was too good. I don't think Jim was too no, hot either. No, let's find out. So. In what decade did Celtic last face Romanian opposition in Europe? 80s. It was the 80s. Can you mm. remember who? At the Polytechnic Timisoara. Oh, there we go. Look at that. He's, he's, he's taking Roger Hanna's That was decent. That was good. Uh, nil nil after the first mm. question. Um, Joseph, you said League Cup for Stephen Whitaker mm. with Hibs. Jim said Scottish Cup. Joseph, you're right. Yeah. You get into a 1 0 lead. Well done to you. What nationality is Rangers winger Eros Gresda? He is Albanian. Jim Duffy got it right. So he equalises Joseph straight away. In what year did James McCarthy leave Hamilton for Wigan? It was 2009. None of you got that right. At which venue did Wraith Rovers play Bayern Munich in a UEFA Cup tie? It was Easter Road. And I see we're both wrong. So it's still one all, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Which means it comes down to the last question You didn't get this far Jim Duffy did How many goals did Brora score against Aberdeen Colts In the Challenge Cup last night? It was six I'm afraid Joseph He's done you with a last minute winner Hard lines Okay uh, Joseph you've done well mate. Joseph you tough questions. You've got many years in front of you Joseph So promise me you'll come back on and try again sometime Yes Good man, brilliant Well done, Joseph and Barhead A narrow defeat as well Did alright, didn't he? He did, yeah, he did very well Good on you, Joseph, well done Yeah, tough questions Because like random ones Like what year or how many goals It's like, you could just be Just a a random guess I mean, I took a a glance down at them Before we started And I felt for Joseph Because I'm thinking These Wraith Rovers against Bayern Munich Joseph wouldn't have been born uh, Celtic against Romanian opposition <laughs> I'll tell the jokes <laughs> uh, Right Six and a half minutes gone in Romania Clues nil Celtic nil What do you make of it so far? 01419511025 Let's hear from you right now Jim Duffy uh, You are playing You've been watching Mark Weedy What do you make of it so far? Um, clues are, are, are decent There's a good pace about the game They're not giving Celtic any time on the ball They should have scored from a corner kick Adger lost his man Guy headed over from seven yards Edwards forced the clues keep it into a decent save from a 20-yard shot, but um, I would imagine the early evidence, what we all know in the seventh minute, uh, certainly a bit about clues. This is not an easy tie. Jim Duffy? Yeah, just watching it, like Mark said, there's been a couple of chances, but uh, you know the pitch seems a bit bobbly, a wee bit kind of fiery, so that, that might affect the game a little bit, but uh, it's very open. You know, just, I was just going to say that, yeah. Sloppy so passing as well. Yeah, but normally, you know, in, in European match, particularly away from home, it's a little bit tentative to start with. But no, both teams, uh, every time they get the ball, are really pushing forward. So, very open game. The Odson Edward shot will have been um, a moment of excitement for the Celtic fans. Jimmy did not too bad. The keeper got down well to to, to push the ball. In fact, he held on to it at the second time of asking. Just hold that thought. Ryan Christie comes forward, his shot's blocked. Um, but but since then, Cluj have, have, have shown that it's going to be a, a difficult test for Celtic. Yeah, I mean, again, as I said, there's, uh, you know, Celtic going the attack and then straight away they give the ball away really a bit carelessly and then 
and then um, you know they're a bit disjointed at the back and clues come on the attack but I just I said it's, it's quite surprising because yeah. you know in the clues every time they get it look very open if they lose possession and Celtic are a little bit similar at this moment in time I think Celtic think yeah, I mean, if we can go and win this game sometimes that's dangerous yeah I mean there's Poor, poor defending from Celtic. They've tried to be an offside trap. They're not in unison with each other. And then ball and goal, he's got all the time in the world to clear the ball, to bring it down. And a lack of communication with him and, and Scott Bain means that they've conceded a corner kick. 0141-951-1025. Let's hear from you. What do you make of the game so far? Rangers fans, what are you thinking ahead of tomorrow's match in Denmark against Michelin? Celtic have got some defending to do. It's a dangerous looking ball. Um, a few Celtic players underneath it And they are going to be able to uh, to clear it away Let's just remind ourselves of the Starting 11 that Scott Bain in goal A back four of El Hamed Ayer, Suminovic and Bolingoli Scott Brown and Callum McGregor The so-called holding midfielders James Forrest, Ryan Christie and Lewis Morgan Behind Odson Edward um, No place for Scott Sinclair on the bench Now he was, Neil Lennon was asked before the game And he says that there is a bit of interest But nothing concrete Do you Really feel that this is a sign of He's away Yeah <laughs> That's it He's away Sound Sound It was always on the cards As soon as you get that extension As much as you know Neil Lennon would probably All things you know, Managers want players But he is one of the highest earners So he'll be eating a good bit Into that budget And with the emergence of Morgan Particularly Mikey Johnston Shved coming in now They don't really need him But just to say uh, Yeah it's not been great from him The past couple of years But over the piece That first season he was here To help really kick things off under Brendan Rodgers for 3 million, 3.5, whatever it was. It has been an excellent piece of business, but I would take it now. He is away. He'll be leaving Celtic before tomorrow night. And they'll probably pull in minimum one and a half million quid for him. So it's good business by Celtic giving them the contract extension. I always like it when Mark Weedy does this, Jim, because you're never 100% sure if that's his opinion or if he's in the know. In the know he yeah. seems pretty certain tonight. Yeah, he does seem very positive about it. And I suppose the other way of doing it is that he could go and loan, you know, again, if, if they can't get a deal um, sorted out with a, with a buy uh, clause that comes in at the end of the season or in January. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't have the, the stats in front of me, Gordon. But I'd like to see his goal return against games played. I think for a wide player, I think it's exceptional. So um, even though Matt was saying his first season he was he was outstanding, winning the Player of the Year, but even his next two seasons, I think his goal returns got to be over thirty goals. I think in two seasons, uh, right for a wide player. How's my arithmetic here? He's, he's got sixty-one goals. Yeah. In about one hundred and. 40-ish games yeah, And I'm right. doing the, I'm doing the yeah, arithmetic well, Very quick for, for a wide player yeah. and, and again I take it that's not all stats No no not at all Not at all A lot of games just, They're just appearances yeah. Yeah. So you know You're probably talking about A goal every two game stats Which yeah. I think As I say For a wide player yeah, is, is absolutely terrific Let's say For three and a half million yeah. quid it was, it was excellent value Yeah I mean It's only And they're going to get money back on them yeah. 120 odd starts yeah. If that In fact yeah. less than that I think so Yeah that's what I'm saying So you know 60, 60 one goes I, I just think it's, He's, he's a, a fantastic knack Of being in the right place At the right time He's got A striker's instinct For a white guy And you know He may well Change into that Kind of role Where he just plays off A striker Because he does have That knowledge Whereas if he I mean he's still Sharp enough And fit enough To go and play In the wide areas But he's not Like people think A traditional winger Of knocking it past The full yeah. back And delivering across mm, yeah. He's more Coming in And timing his runs in From out to in 
uh, Partick Thistle fans I wonder if you've had an extra 24 hours or so To digest the latest news about your club And you want to share it with us We did talk about it on last night's show But the club have spoken uh, out about that t- uh, today So let us know your thoughts So 141-951-1025 uh, Celtic on the attack Told uh, no free kick on the edge of the box Crosses into the box Appear to be a real feature of this game Early on Jim Teams sort of breaking down down the sides yeah, I mean, again, as I said, there's been a couple of corners for Clues, then a corner for Celtic, uh, and then Celtic almost get caught in the break from it, you know, just didn't deal with the, the second ball well enough and, and uh, giving away a free kick. But listen, you know, we've said before, we were talking about um, the Rangers game against uh, Michelin, we've seen the games at the weekend, you know, set set plays are important mm-hmm. now. And, uh, you know, as I said, even if the teams are quite evenly matched, or even if one team's considerably better, if you stay tight and then you you get good delivery and good move from set pieces, you can always nick a result. Okay, let's go back to the phone. Kenny wants to talk about a subject that uh, is going to divide opinion for a long time to come, I think. Kenny, what's on your mind tonight? <laughs> you, you would tie early, but <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, it was when that evening, guys, it was when, when Jim stayed earlier about the bar. Uh, could you could you imagine, guys, and it's just uh, because it happened on Sunday, could you imagine the same incident after Rangers winner? And the referee making the, the shape of the TV after the Rangers scored the late winner. Mm-hmm. Did you imagine the bother? That, sorry, goals off because it was a foul at halfway. Well, listen, that that's just yeah. that's the reality of it, Jim. Yeah, well, that's the, the referees can't consider the impact it might have on the supporters. They have to make sure that they get the decisions right. Same as you know, like Matt was speaking earlier on, and the referees want that. So. If uh, in a studio, you know, they see an incident leading up to that goal or, you know, whether, whether it was a, a push or an offside or something like that, you know, a handball and they decide it, then they have to do it. I mean, we saw it in the, it was the semi-final last year with Spurs in Manchester City mm-hmm. with um, Pochettino head in hands and uh, Guardiola running all the way down the touchline, jumping in and then a few seconds later, oh, wait a minute, as you say, the little... Mm-hmm. A little TV sign, and then it's changed. And before you know it, they're out of the cup, and and uh, Tottenham's in the final. So, although there wasn't incidents after it, it, you know, it can be very, very dramatic, even in huge matches. But that's what they were, they want to bring in for. They want, as you say, they want the calls right, even if it's by millimeters. I mean, Mark Guidi, that's not what's going to hold us back from getting it. It's the fact that we can't afford it. All the yeah. referees want it. They are. Absolutely certain From memory I think most of the Top flight managers Were asked about it I think they all wanted it Yeah As well It's It's just a financial thing Yeah it's unfortunate For for our game We're not cash rich So I'm I'm not going to Criticise our game But What I would say That I'm just Disappointed And and, Well maybe not surprised But more disappointed Is that If you look at all the incidents Last season Gordon When we had You know A bit of madness Going around with, with, With players being attacked And Coins and you know on a regular basis over a period of five or six weeks, and then it disappeared. We were back to some good behaviour. You're starting to see it keep it in again in week one. And what have we put in place? What have we actually learned to put in place to deal with the? Because by the way, it's coming. It's coming. We've seen it already in week one. It's coming. It's going to be coming for referees as well. What have we put in place to to learn from that? We should have had things in place on the back of the the evidence and the way things were going last season. And it's almost as if. We've closed their eyes and think, oh, oh, let's, let's hope this goes away and doesn't come back again. Well, it's coming back again. And I dread to think how we're going to deal with it because we should have had measures in place mm. to deal with these kind of things, including referees. And I get the VAR thing, we can't afford it. But just be different things to help our game and what's going to be a hell of a season. What is it about? Is there anything else about VR that you like or don't like, Kenny? Surely we can't just say, no, we can't have it because the fans can't be trusted to react in a favourable way to a decision that goes against them. 
for certain situations, guys. I mean, like, I mean, as they're saying about the, 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 the lad from Motherwell uh, receiving a ban now, but I think it would maybe clear up things like that, but I, I think it would take quite a long time for the fans to actually think, oh, maybe that was right, you know, because we're all a passionate lot of this Scottish mob, uh, and I just think there's, there's that much controversy as it is, usually on most weekends and midweeks, but I just, I, I think for things like a penalty and things like that, but they brought in this new handball thing, you know, if it's a hand, it's, it's, it's a foul or it's a penalty. Uh, Jim, Jim will know as a player that many times that it maybe hit your hand and you're saying, I just never meant that. It, yeah. it, didn't, it came at me too fast. I didn't see it. I didn't mean to hit it with my hand. Jim Duffy, you're yeah. st- Jim's still involved, obviously, in, in the game. Have you... What have you made of, of the, the new rules for this season? You've had Betfred Cup experience, yeah. you've played one league game. Is there anything that's that's jumped out at you so far? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, the thing that always jumps out is interpretation. And that's always the the, the difficulty because I watched the, the highlights of the weekend with Ross County um, playing and there was two absolute stonewall penalties from what we were told the, the week or two before when we went to the referees meeting of handballs. And neither of them was given. And you tend to think, well, wait a minute, that's only in the first week. Um, again, if that was VAR, I'm pretty sure two penalties would have been yeah. given in Ross County's favour against Hamilton. But anyway, because they went on to win the game, Ross County, there wasn't so much here, a furore about it. In terms and of, let's be honest, because it was Ross yeah, County. Yeah, that, possibly because that's Ross the way County, this country Hamilton. works. Yeah. But as Kenny said, you know, the... the, the other aspects of it you know in terms of every decision getting made we've seen but put it this way there'll be less controversy but there will mm. still be controversy uh, because ultimately somewhere in a, whether it's a studio or not someone has to make a decision and we've already seen even in the Women's World Cup there there were so many contentious decisions yeah. I think there's less arguing about it although we have seen a couple of teams who, who really wanted to walk off the pitch you know these kind of things so there still, there still ultimately have to be an interpretation somewhere mm-hmm. along the line, but but at the same time, we'll clear up a number Mark, of issues, Mark, but not we, all of them. That's okay. I mean, we're covering a few different subjects here. Let, let's mm-hmm. limit ourselves back to these new rules and, and how they've been playing out. The new handball rule is supposed to clear things up. Mm-hmm. Just because the referee in Dingwall got it wrong doesn't mean that there's a problem with the rule. It just meant that he made a mistake, like Will, yeah. which is is bound to happen. Human yeah. error. For me, I was at the game uh, on Saturday at Dingwall. And then having watched the, the highlights in the telly, for me, I can only think that the referees missed them. Yeah. Because I, I, I had to see them. It's so blatant. Yeah. It is so blatant. They're stone, absolute stonewallers. Even the Ross County um, players are, are saying to me, oh, it's, it's a pen, it's a pen. So he can only have, have missed them because he, he can't be that incompetent to, to miss it. Whereas the previous night, you're watching Dunfermline, Dundee. Yeah, yeah. And for like, I, I did see the first penalty incident, the, the, the handball thing. There's no way that's a penalty. Do you not think so? No, even with the new rule, Gordon, no. Well, I, just, with I, the was, new rule, I, just, I don't I just, think it was. I just wasn't surprised to see it now, Jim, given the way. No. Yeah, well, I watched I it as well. And, and again, I, again, because the ball came up, and again, this is about interpretation, it wasn't close to him, so it came a fair distance. He did maybe enough time to get his arm out of the way, but he didn't make his body any bigger. You know, his hand was by his side, but. He probably misread yeah. the bounce. He was see, on the half turn. Th- th- I this can is see where, how that can be given, but again, that's interpretation. This is where we're we're still going to get the arguments because yeah. was was his hand enough by his side? Yeah. That that's where it becomes difficult. Because yeah. to me, without yeah. any axe to grind against mm-hmm. any team or any ref, yeah. I, I thought his hand was out. And you're looking at the exact same thing yeah. and saying that, that you didn't. And, yeah. and that's clearly where well, the, the problem is going to Well, you can't stand stuck to your body, yeah. and that's what basically 
we were showing a, a couple of, on the, and uh, I think it was Kenny, Kenny Clark, and he's, he basically kind of moved his arm, two, I'm doing it in radio, but two or three inches out from his, his body, saying that's that's natural. Yeah. Take it another two or three inches out, that's unnatural. Yeah. So again, it's, it just depends yeah. on how, how the referee assesses right. it. Right, thank you to Kenny. 20 minutes gone in Romania. Uh, it's still frantic, isn't it? It's mm. open, it's breathless, fouls everywhere. Sloppy, sloppy play, both, both teams... Struggling to string three or four passes together The distribution is very sloppy But I'll tell you what I'd be very surprised if this finishes nil now. I think there's goals for both teams in this game Yeah but I think that uh, you know Celtic will be delighted that it's so open I mean Clues are not sitting and making it very compact They're actually getting after Celtic And okay passing that's not been brilliant But every time they give the ball away In the kind of Celtic defensive third Celtic spring attack Particularly Morgan's been at it Christie's been at it It's just that final mm. link up play So I think in the first 20 minutes Celtic will be relatively pleased That it's still 0-0 And they can I think Assess the opposition It's very brilliant Very quickly Gordon I'm not having ball and golly Not having Already? Him. Yeah not 20 minutes him. in not, not, not having him at all Not as Celtic's left you've, back You've no. been going to the Hugh Keevan School of snap judgments Over the summer <laughs> no, I like I've watched him a few times Not having him uh, Cluj nil Celtic nil We have a good full time teaser Coming up for the guys You'll like this Get your pen and paper ready And we'll speak to Gary In Thornley Bank Next as well Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you Full compensation Is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy are here It's Cluj nil, Celtic nil. 25 minutes gone It's quite a feisty game as well uh, Odds on Edwards just taking a kick to the chops um, His opposite number's gone into the book for it Never said that word before? Chops? No, it's, it's, been, a real, it's been a real first for <laughs> yeah, me tonight um, but it's, 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 say the other one you said No, no, that, well, we'll leave that one in the past It's been lively In every is, way really uh, I tell you what, it's like, even though it's nil nil, 26 minutes gone it's a good game This is going I can see it's been really tight Over the two legs You know And, and plenty of goals Right we've got Gary in Thornley Bank Lined up I also want to hear from you Partick Thistle fans Another statement from the club today How do you feel About what's been going on At your club at the moment Let us know on the phones Or on Twitter At Clyde SSB Let me quickly set up the question though George From Neilston Has been in touch He sent this question into full time At Clyde1.com 13 Scotland internationals have over 25 caps and have played in a UEFA country outside the UK. So I'll repeat the question. 13 Scotland internationals have over 25 caps and have played in a UEFA country outside of the UK. Can you name them? Mo Johnson? No. Uh, John Collins? Yes. Who did he play for? Uh, John Collins for Monaco. He did. Well done. Good start. Yeah, good start. Um... Murdo McLeod? No, he doesn't have Paul 25 Lambert, caps. Paul Lambert. Paul Lambert. I think it's his birthday today, isn't it? Or yesterday, I saw that doing the rounds. Um, hey. He played, of course, for Borussia Dortmund. Yes, I'd just like you to show you're working. I'll throw one in. I'll probably. Scott Booth? No. Mm. All right, we'll leave it there. You've still got plenty of time. You can join in with us on Twitter at Clyde SSB. 13 internationals for Scotland with over 25 caps have played in a UEFA country outside. Of the UK They've got Paul Lambert And John Collins So far And remember If you want to send a question in It's fulltime At Clyde1.com Celtic might be about To concede here Have they? Yes they have The ball has slipped To the regs of Scott Bain And it's Cluj 1 Celtic 0 We said it was open That was extremely open From Celtic On that occasion And they've paid the price yeah, Matt was uh, saying the other one didn't fancy ball and golly and uh, I'm afraid that uh, in that particular situation Celtic's defence was all over the place and the ball got played down the side 
uh, Clues player get in behind the Celtic defence and uh, smashed it between the legs of um, Scott Bain for a 1 0 uh, advantage for Clues. So, you know, Celtic had, up until that time had looked very comfortable, but uh, just a lapse of concentration. And at this level, that gets you punished. Brilliant finish. From, yeah. To be fair, the Clues player, it's a brilliant finish, but we're just getting the benefit of a replay now. Amateur hour with Celtic defending. From the, the left back It comes from a Celtic attack Doesn't it? It comes from a Celtic attack On the yeah, edge of the close box the attack, Yeah Ball and goalie Wrong side Tries to foul the guy Can't even foul him And he's nutmegged um, Scott being Good finish from the boy But amateur hour from Celtic Gary's in Thornley Bank What's your point tonight Gary? How you doing guys Alright Yeah Mark? good things um, Jim Hi guy um, I tell you I'll be delighted If that ball and goalie Plays against Rangers <laughs> You're not, you're not <laughs> having him either no, I'd, I'd be delighted if he plays against Rangers I'll tell you that Well, he's got bigger um, things in his mind right now But we'll, we'll look forward to it anyway Whatever happens at the end of the, is it end of September? End of oh, September, September, September the 1st September the 1st What was your point, uh, Gary? Um, it's about the, the VAR um, Obviously everyone's talking about You know, it's unaffordable and all that Now, I've just done a wee bit of calculation of the things The estimate is that it will cost around £10,000 per fixture Okay which is 60,000 per week, which over the course of the season is 2.2 million. Divide that by 12 is 183,000 per club. How is that unaffordable? I, I don't understand that. And, and to be honest, even if it was unaffordable for the smaller clubs, Rangers and Celtic could probably fund it between them. I don't see in any way how 2.2 million a season is unaffordable. Um, I mean, like, by Gary's own admission, we don't know how accurate the calculations are, but let's assume let's assume they are ballpark. I, I think the last time Neil Doncaster spoke, he, he did speak about it being upwards of a million pounds per season. Mm. That's the key. It's, it's per season. Mm. So um, I, it's hard for us to say what's affordable and what's not, Jim. What we do know is that at the moment it, it is unaffordable, or that's that's what they're saying. Whether whether you agree or not yeah. is, is not really. Yeah, relevant. I mean, as you say, it's, it's per season. Obviously, I have to bow to Gary's um, figures there because I don't really know what it would cost. But if if it costs, a I think hundred, it is about um, about two million but, between but, you know a million and a half, two million something like that. Season. Go with Gary's figures, and we 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 we'll be thanking for that. But as I said, that's you know, there's there's only maybe two or three clubs in Scotland that actually can buy a player. By any kind of player, you know, I mean, you know, maybe a couple of thousand here and there, but generally speaking, there's only maybe two or three clubs that that actually purchase a player. The rest are, are signing them all. So to have, you know, two hundred thousand pounds or round about that figure just to try and install that, and I don't think it's up to Celtic and Rangers to bail out, you know, the rest of yeah. Scottish football. Yeah. You know, everyone's going to look I, after I, themselves. I get that, Jim. But so, sorry, but there, Jim. No, I get no. that. See, Rangers and Celtic said they were willing to do it. Do you think the SPFL would allow it? Well, I don't know. I think if you get your your money in from a, a legal source, yeah. If everybody, if, but all the clubs have to then agree and say, yeah, we'll have that. But I mean, in terms of, I think last year Celtic um, Celtic's European um, run got, I think it was three million pounds into the coffers of Scottish football. I think it was three million pounds. Yeah, the clubs get a share. Yeah, they all get a share. Um, so you know, again, as I said, there, there are things like that that they could look at and maybe say, listen. If, if an opportunity happens like that again Can we invest it The, the SPFL or the SAV Can we invest it in this But the clubs would have to agree to it And a lot of the clubs Gary You know are living week to week You know and that's the thing They they say nah listen We're not worried about VAR You know the VAR Celtic and Rangers might worry about VAR Or even Aberdeen or Hearts But we're not So there's another maybe half a dozen clubs Might think they'd rather have The 200 grand a year Into their budget So they'll have to agree to it And I, I'd be surprised 
if if you look at our Premier League just now, our Premiership, if if the majority of clubs would want it, um, meaning that they would lose out in perhaps two hundred thousand pounds a year over the next three or four years or five years, you Ga- know, I mean, whatever. Gary, worth bearing in mind, I think cost is only one of the barriers, and that, that's not to say these couldn't be overcome, of course. But I, I think there are probably question marks about whether we have enough referees because you, you know you have yeah. to, yeah, the, the guy in the van or whatever else, and then the you know the oh, the, the, the officials the, the at camera. the. There's also the preparation times. You said we heard we heard Neil Swabrock last night. But this is months and months of preparation going over and over and over different incidents that might occur and, and being treated it's not just a case of just put a tail in front of me and we'll reach the right yeah. decision you know it's about when you come in to speak to referee mm. and, and when you don't it's not just something that, that, that's put together overnight I think the English Premiership are normally one of the leaders and I think that's fair enough they're the richest league so I think we, we, we are, if you want to call it allow them to have it now for the next maybe two or three years Iron out a few of the problems And then if we're in a better position financially Two or three years down the line As Mark says Maybe we've learned a little bit We understand how the preparation goes with Then I think fair enough If we can afford it then But I, I think at this moment in time There's still a lot to be learned mm. uh, About VAR There's still a lot of questions unanswered So I think allow the Premiership At least this season and next season and then perhaps reassess it again. That 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 be the, how I would approach it. Generally, Gary, having watched on, whether it be in European competitions or World Cups or Women's World Cup or whatever it was, are you, are you a fan or not? I mean, in in terms of getting decisions right, yeah. Um, obviously, you know when there are dodgy decisions, I suppose that is part of the the fun, if you like. Do you know what I mean? The only the major downside for me is when there's a goal. You know, the players don't know whether to celebrate yeah. or not and for me it takes away for that side of things. But all in all I think I mean we're looking for ways to improve the game in the country. Do you know what I mean? We've been saying that for years, ways that we can improve the game and it would be a start yeah. at least. Well, Gary, I suspect it's a conversation we will have again, so please do get back in touch. It's still Cluj 1, Celtic nil, Mario Rondon's goal the difference. There's now thirty three minutes on the clock. Um, and again, it's it's equally open for both sides. It just so happens that Cluj have made Celtic pay, and Celtic haven't managed it at the other end. Yeah, I mean they, they punished uh, Celtic for that. Celtic a free kick in a good area. Cluj should have scored as well. Free header, corner kick at nil nil. Celtic with a couple of chances. Um, but yeah, as I said, there's certainly going to be goals on it. But but Neil Lennon will be absolutely disgusted with the the goal Celtic have conceded. What does Ball and Golly have to do better, Jim? Is that is that about awareness when you do that? Because yeah. I mean he's supposed to be quick So if it's just a straight race then Yeah I mean obviously body position And it drops off But you have to You've got to remember You can't just blame him He's no, of course Celtic's so. on the attack And then all of a sudden the, He's he's left isolated Like almost not You know a, a situation where Clues are breaking So from Celtic's point of view At nil nil, They should be a little bit more conservative They should have made sure That they didn't get caught In that With that situation But Bollingoli's I think body position He's kind of half turned As if he was going to run back and then almost just kind of tried to kind of get in in between decisions, and the ball's played. Um, I think if he just have leave the guy on the ball and just drop off, and just delay as, as long as you possibly can. But listen, it's a split second decision. As I say, I don't think he should be a hammer for it just because he's in the wrong area. Because I think Celtic should have more players round to cover. They shouldn't mm. have been caught in that situation in the first place. Yeah, Ayer was nowhere to be seen either, was it? Yes, yeah, I think but for. For the experience that Celtic have got in Europe in terms of McGregor and Scott Brown and that, you know, I think these are situations you know you, you can't afford because many teams in, in times that we've said it in Europe, 
counter-attack that, that's what the, 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 the continental teams thrive on is, is that counter-attack I'm sure lots of you have got some good questions or ideas for questions uh, let me just stay with the Celtic game Ball and Golly gets himself in a bit of trouble but to be fair he gets himself out of it on this occasion <laughs> fulltime at Clyde1.com that's the address you need to send questions in and see if we'll use them on the full-time teaser we're always on the scrounge 13 Scotland internationals with over 25 caps have played for a team in a UEFA country Outside of the UK Guys like Paul Lambert At Dortmund John Collins At Monaco What else you got? I've got six actually right, Just give me two at the moment I'll give you, you two So okay I'll just go to the top of my The top of my I'll go for the The two The two Well listen I need to do it three Three Italians <laughs> The three Italians right, Joe Jordan oh, James Celtic Sinus, have equalised In Romania yeah. Quick as a flash mm-hmm. And Celtic are back on level terms And not only that That vital away goal As well I'm going to see the replays of that Very soon But with 36 minutes on the clock It's Cluj 1 Celtic 1 That's the response Neil Lennon would have been looking for Yeah it's absolutely perfect from Celtic Is it that, You know it was a lapse of concentration That cost them the goal But up until then I thought you know Celtic were doing very well But again A slick play, bit of play From Celtic You know they managed to get it From one side to the other It comes into Ryan Christie Again sorry, sorry James, James Forrest, Forrest yeah. Sorry James Forrest Who's come into a central position He does it so often he shifts the ball really well from one foot to the other and then he just drags it into the corner and off the post. It's, it's a, a really, really good, smart finish. Um, you know, bodies around them, but James Forrest comes up with the goods again. And it's not it's not just about pulling level on the night, Mark. Like I said, it's it's that away goal. It's a, yeah. It flips a tie completely. Those Celtic fans who have made the journey, the ones who are watching, have gone from doom and gloom to elation because Aye. if you get out at 1-1 that's a very good result yeah it's so important the away goal particularly when we can see that the way this tie's going uh, Gordon you, you, I would fancy clues to score at Celtic Park and this evidence so to get it and even if Celtic end up say losing 2-1 that, that goal can just make all the difference but what, credit to James Forrest as you said not hugging the touchline in the penalty box receiving the ball good overlap from uh, El Ahmed the, the right back and a wonderful finish um, from James Forrest Just another goal He's just taken um, Taken off from where he finished last season What have you got for me on the teaser? You were about to give me some answers so three, three from Ital- I'll give you three Italians Joe Jordan, Graham Souness and Dennis Law Graham Souness, Sampdoria Yes Joe Jordan, AC Milan and Verona Yes Dennis Law, Torino Yes What have you got Jim Duffy? Yeah I mean well I'd do the, the Italians as well I mean To be honest with you The only one I can I don't know if I get 25 caps or not Was Alan McAnally no Alright we'll leave that there For the meantime So you can help us out On Twitter At Clyde SSB 13 Scotland internationals Over 25 caps And have played For a team In a UEFA country Outside of the UK uh, The guys have got one, two, three, four, five Of the 13 Celtic attack again uh, But it doesn't come to much Ryan Christie On this occasion Final call for you Partick Thistle fans This is going to be The last section Let us know What you've been making Of the last couple of days It's been a bit chaotic statements here, there and everywhere No buses for away games Lottery winners withdrawing their funding Uncertainty over a takeover How do you feel about it? 01419511025 And the answers to the teaser next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors They play to win Every time Talk to Thompson's.com Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi are here And it's approaching halftime in Romania Cluj 1, Celtic 1 Have we missed anything of note? Well you've missed the fact that Cluj are terrific set plays <laughs> uh, They whip in the ball They've got really good movement They've got good variation I mean Scott Brown Terrific defending At the back post But it's another corner But 
that is a big threat from Clues. Their movement, as I said, and their, their delivery's been very good. Yeah, Celtic with a bit of defending to do at the moment. Still one all on the night, a result which will definitely uh, suit Neil Lennon as it stands. But you, you get the impression there are more goals to come in this one. It's been a very open 44 minutes or so. Now, tonight's teaser question sent in by George from Neilston to full time at Clyde1.com. Can you name the 13 Scotland internationals? Over 25 caps And have played for a team In a UEFA country Outside the UK You've got Graham Souness Joe Jordan Paul Lambert John Collins And Dennis Law Any more? Kenny Miller Yes At Bursa Spor In Turkey Keep the Turkish team going Alan McGregor uh, Yes Besiktas Yep And We'll throw in The Spanish one our old mm-hmm. pal, Senior Archie, Stevie Archibald. Stevie Archibald. Stevie Archibald, yes, at Barcelona. Well done. So you've got one, two, three, four, five to get. Clearly the five hardest as well, <laughs> as as is often the case. Neil Anderson, well done to you on Twitter because you've got one of the difficult ones, as has Stephen has got the other I, difficult one. I think, I'm, well, I've got two I think are difficult because they were very brief spells abroad and I think I've got the two players. David Ellis has got one as well. You want one of them? You want the G- two of them? Give me a, yeah, go, give us two guesses. Okay, so first one I'm going to go for, a loan spell at Real Mallorca, Alan Hutton. Yeah, great shout, well done. And the second one who had a very brief spell in Denmark, I think, with Randall, Stephen Presley. No. No? No. He didn't go over 25 caps I don't know But he's not on the list So one of those things Has, has <laughs> ruled him out a, He definitely so, played Yeah abroad. I think you're right I think you're right But he's not on the list ah, That's, right, all, that's okay. all you need to know Okay uh, Right <laughs> Is the half time whistle gone yet? No. no it hasn't Let's just stay with it Yeah it has Right yeah. quickly half time Tell you what Celtic fans You've got five minutes To get your half time thoughts in So whilst you're grabbing a, a cold one Or a tea or a coffee Whatever it is Give us a call quickly Jim sum up the first half for us I think as we've said all, all, all programme is very open but I think Celtic would be delighted if you go away from home you've scored a goal you're, you've you finished the first half level Clues have been dangerous at times but so of Celtic uh, you know just take a little bit more care um, they'll be disappointed with the goal they lost but they'll be absolutely delighted with the goal they scored because of a, a fantastic finish from, from James Forrest and I think uh, you know Neil Lennon will be just saying to his team listen don't lose concentration if it finishes 1-1 listen we'll take that result all day back to Celtic Park he scored a lot of big goals in the last couple of seasons James Forrest Mark that, yeah. that could be another one Listen that, that goes towards the £25 million jackpot Gordon that's the way to, to look at it Any goal away from home is vital And that will just give Celtic so much comfort Getting into the break It'll give uh, Neil Lennon and his players real belief uh, Right what about this story that's been evolving In the last couple of days Partick Thistle Now in the last couple of days A report came out I think originally in the Herald Suggesting that Gary Caldwell's budget had been, been slashed It had been stopped um, The club then Sort of come out and, and refuted that claim Stories then began emerging um, That the team bus Has been stood down If you like For, for the previous away game And for the next couple Then last night Lottery winner Colin Weir Withdrew his funding He's already put two and £2.5 million pounds in He had £6 million Set aside for the new training ground He said that would be no more And today Partick Thistle have responded They're extremely disappointed um, they say that you know they thank the Weirs for everything they've done for the club over many years. Uh, the current board and management of the football club already working to put plans in place to ensure this does not mean an end to the fantastic work being done in our academy and with the women's team. The board acknowledges the feelings of our support at this pivotal stage. We'll endeavour to update supporters on plans going forward at the earliest opportunity. So there's a bit of uncertainty at the moment. Yeah, there is, and it's unfortunate because. 
I take it if if, if Colin Weir um, withdraws permanently, I think that that'll be the training ground up in the area. Yeah, well, yeah, this, well there was it's, it's already uh, the moment. It's already getting built, so is it, does that just get put on hold, or does it continue when they try to find you know outsource different funding because it is it is where, where, where is it? Where near Cricket Dillard. Yeah, is it up near yeah, Cricket? Just, right. Yeah, and there will have been complications on on that front, but I think it's a shame because it, look, they're a good club party thistle. There's good people there, and you know if it ends up the new people come in that this can sort, and the ones that are linked with Barnsley and, and different clubs, and do well and can take it up a level, then great. But I'm just, you're just always wary of these new people. Coming in that they, they, they maybe just don't have the best intentions at heart But until we know We can only judge it Six months, nine months down the line going. I mean this thing with the bus Jim Duffy I wonder if that isn't as big a deal as it seems Because I know that certainly down the divisions Some players actually choose to travel yeah. On their own Some clubs maybe don't allow that um, But it's probably It's a perception thing isn't it It's a, it's a public image thing it, yeah. it sounds bad The fact that the stories <laughs> come out And it, it doesn't look great Yeah it's just It's highlighting You know issues That were happening within Paddy Thistle Like lack of funding And all these can po- talk about the budget Perhaps the playing budget Being affected So therefore this is another Aspect of that But listen if it's £500 Whatever it to be for, a, for To get a coach for the game I'm sure that uh, Patrick Thistle There wouldn't be an issue For them for, for, for someone to come in And say listen I'll take care of the bus But a, a lot A lot of managers And a lot of players If they, if they live centrally They prefer just to go Straight straight there To the, to the ground If it's not too far away So I think it's, it's At Caplow this week And they might think Oh well listen We want mm. to go We'll just head down So if you've got Six or seven of your players mm-hmm. Already saying ha- And the you manager's like happy the option, with that don't you? Yeah the manager's happy that You might just say Listen cancel the bus Don't worry about it uh, any more, on the, any more on the teaser? I think maybe one again. I'm not just quite sure if he if he reached 25 caps. Jim Bet, yes, Iceland played in Iceland yeah. and Belgium. Yeah, he did. Lochran, Reykjavik, yeah. a couple of others. So it's that one, Three, two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, four to go. It's not as many as that, is it? Yeah, I think you've only got three five, to get. Six, seven, eight, nine. I've, I've got nine down so far that we've got. Graham Soonis, Joe Jordan, Alan Hutton, Paul Lambert, Kenny Miller, John ten. Collins. Dennis Law, Alan McGregor, Jim Bett, Steve Archibald. Oh, Alan McGregor, Mr. Right, Alec is a Celtic fan on the line. Very quickly, Alec, what did you make of that first half? I uh, quite pleased with it, especially when we got the equaliser. Uh, I'm like the way we're going forward there. I don't know. We look a wee bit unsettled at the back now, but uh, you know, if, if we can get a, a two-one victory. I'll be happy to take that to Celtic Parkway. Would, and you, then would we, you settle for for one all, Alec? How, how important is it? Do you think to to press on and try and win the match, or would one all do? Oh no, I think, I think going back to Celtic Park, one all is great because, uh, as we know for years, the away goal's always been a killer for a lot of clubs and uh, a lot of Scottish clubs. So if it stays one each, I'm sure we'll, we'll get out of line at Celtic Park. But if we can push on and get two one, you know, or even two, two each, or whatever, I'll be happy with that. Go along with that Yeah I mean I think uh, For me I think that I would just ask Bollingoli Just to just to hold his position A little bit He's got Lewis Morgan In front of him And Celtic's in a situation Just now as Alex said They're 1-1 It's a good result They don't need to chase the game If they manage to get Another goal Fantastic But if not Get back to Celtic Part 1-1 And uh, we know Bollingoli's an attack minded Full but absolutely And he wants to go forward But at times you know, when you're away from home in Europe, you just can become a little bit, cons- a little bit more conservative, and just wait and see what happens. But in the first half, as other than set plays, and obviously that one lapse of concentration on the counter attack, uh, you know, Celtic, you know, we're, we're, we're every bit as good, if not better, than Clues. So good open game, as Mark said. But uh, you know, I think one one. I said that Neil Lennon, I think, will be really pleased with that. Who's impressed you, Alec? Uh, I'd like to the look at the boy Yohamad. 
So uh, that's the second time, obviously. First half against uh, St. Johnson Saturday. Uh, you know, he, he slotted in quite well there. And Edwards uh, holding the ball uh, up well, uh, up top himself, you know. Go along with those assessments, Mark. El Hamed does does look the part early on, doesn't he? Yeah, o- overlapping, getting down steady. Um, again, we're just watching the goal, and I know it's easy to say, but even if Bolling Golly just steps up, mm. you know. But either way, he's he's just no cover. He's no defended cleverly enough. This yeah, is where you've really got to feel for him, Jim, because yeah. for you, how, is, how is he ever going to escape the type of comment? Which, when you look at that, you go. Kieran Tierney would have dealt with that And that's the reality he might face For the next couple yeah, of years listen it's difficult for, If you follow any top class player You know people always compare you That's the nature of it You know people we, You already made a comment earlier on About Amade About uh, Mikel Lustig, Lustig yeah. is, is, is he better Is he similar All these kind of things Listen they're different type of players You've got to judge them on their own merits The one thing I would say is When there was I think it was a corner That came in and Celtic Played the ball in the box The ball bounced out And it was Callum McGregor That went to challenge And that's yeah. not Callum McGregor's natural If you'd have said that Was Scott Brown And that's as you I don't think they would have broken. Mm. I think Scott Brown would have done two things: win the ball or give away a free kick. But it's maybe not in Callum McGregor's mentality yeah. to do that, and that allowed him to go. So you can't just criticise one player for a for for a, a split second there of judgment. Thanks to Alec, full time at Clyde1.com. That's the address for the teasers tonight. Thirteen Scotland internationals, over twenty five caps, and have played for a team in a UEFA country outside the UK. You're flying: Sunis, Jordan, Hutton, Lambert, Miller, Collins, Law. McGregor, Bet, Archibald, three to go. I'm toiling now. Nope. Yeah, they're the toughest ones I for think, sure. I think there was one played in Ireland. I'm sure yes, there was one, but I can't. There is, there is, this one's oh, so tough. I can't, because I can't, it's, I just, Scottish team. Let, play for Scottish let's team? go for the easiest one. Uh-huh. Still in and around the Scotland squad. I don't think he was in the last couple, but still in and around the Scotland squad. Uh, it was a loan spell in France. Loan spell in France? Mm hmm. Uh, a loan spell in, Fra- in France With Marseille Oh No Oh yeah Stephen Fletcher Stephen Fletcher oh, well Stephen Fletcher Okay um, Actually became a bit of a He, he was Bizarrely was Scotland's main man For a spell Under Gordon Strachan mm. He's sort of disappeared From the international scene He played for Celta Vigo And a team in Seville I don't think it was the Seville I think it was The B team or something like that Main man for Gordon Strachan just, just briefly Chris Martin No uh, Ollie Buck a Midfielder no. Yeah well, It was a sort of wing back We played him various I think we played him both sides but uh, His hairdo couldn't have been much diff- more different than you two I was going to say that he got to say The absolute right? opposite hairdo that you two are sporting Oh Ikechianya uh, Ikechianya Oh right okay. And the last one This I, You it's could be here till midnight I think The team they played for Sligo Right. Right. Uh, but what about over here? Mm, Hearts, Wraith Rovers. Callum Patterson. Yeah, right. 25. I need to tell you, Colin Cameron. Oh, I'd never get that. Thanks, Mark Guidi and Jim Duffy. We're back tomorrow with Gordon DL and Mark Wilson. And Callum Gallagher is up next. Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Compensation you deserve. When there's been foul play, talk to Thompson's.com.